Bonjour tout le monde, c'est moi, Chez Coulet. And today, we take a trip to gay old Paris with the girls of Cycle One. We are joined today by top model superfan Grant Vanderbilt from the House of Avalon. We spill all the tea about the first go-see in top model history and critique the very iconic Serena Diamonds photo shoot. It's about to get greasy up in here, so you won't want to miss this one. Stay tuned. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, babes, what are we getting into today? Hi, babe. So today we are going to talk about the iconic first trip of the season to France. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the photo shoots, some of the drama, the fashion. I feel like this is probably one of the only times in this season where they really like dive into fashion. Um, You know, do you love French fashion? Um, I mean, absolutely. I I don't think you could consider yourself a fashion girl and not love Parisian fashion. Um, absolutely. You know, Maison Coulet, um, Chez Coulet, I pretend as if I am some um, sort of French woman. I feel like this is the first, well, obviously it's the first season. So it's like Tyra's obviously um, showing us that in order to be a top model, you also have to um, have international travel abilities. You need to be able to go into other countries, other markets, and to be able to sell yourself and work professionally um, as a model. Uh, Tyra obviously had a lot of success early on in her career. I believe it was her first fashion week in Paris that she booked 25 shows. Like. Something That's like pretty that. impressive. Yeah. And I think she's like 16, 17 years old. And I mean, marketable, bankable, bankable. Absolutely. You know, and she probably wouldn't have been as bankable had she not had such an exotic, large forehead. You know, um, that is what saved Tyra. She's let us know that before that there was a casting director that was like, hey, girl, if you had a regular schmegular ass forehead, you probably wouldn't be as far as you are now but thank god we could project life size two onto that forehead because that is what has helped you make it out there and be a top model i think tyra once said have a big forehead but make it fashion but make it fashion you know and honestly i feel like tyra is the person that taught us that you can take any prompt and make it fashion you know ho, but make it fashion You know, I think about that a lot of times when I'm just, like, out in the streets, just hoeing, you know. I'm, like, I'm out there just, like, you know, popping my booty cheeks, and I'm, like, damn, um, but is it fashion, you know? And then I think about, like, what Tyra would do, like, how Tyra would go about that, and I was just all, like, ah, I can't just be clapping these these cheeks. I got to tooch this booch, you know? You know, I got to tooch my booch, no. 
Um, thank you, Tyra. Thank you so much. Um, we have a very, very special guest with us today. Someone who has, I mean, I've known them to be turning looks for as long as I've known them, long before the pandemic. And now they're killing it online with their Twitch channel, Avalon TV, and serving as a creative director to some of your favorite drag race girls. We have the one, the only, Grant Vanderbilt from the House of Avalon. Hi, Queen. How are you doing? Hey, Divas. I am doing so good. How are y'all doing? doing well first of all thank you so much for joining us i'm so excited to have you here because uh you are our first top model super fan you know we've we've got a couple episodes in the bag you know but as far as our guests are concerned you are the one that we're all like hey we have to get a super fan in here somebody who who knows a thing or two about america's next top model so do you feel like you're up to the job Absolutely. I tell people all the time, everything I learned about life, I learned from top models. So I'm I'm ready. <laughs> honestly, honestly, uh, I was having a conversation with uh, Nicole Byer and I was just talking about there's so many things that I have taken from top model that I applied to my um, performance in Drag Race. Um, a lot of times, and I mean, it is obvious, there are many things that Drag Race has borrowed from Top Model, and I was just all like, thusly, being someone who watched Top Model was able to recognize, like, what challenges could easily be parlayed into, um, successful performances on RuPaul's Drag Race. So, um, we were talking earlier about where we were, um, the summer of 2003, when America's Next Top Model originally premiered on UPN and I'm just curious you know on on I I just want you to come back with us just like a little moment in time May 20th 2003 what could we be expecting a young Grant Vanderbilt to be wearing while they are sitting down in their TV room watching America's Next Top Model um probably um a nice lucky brand jean with yes. uh, maybe like an American Eagle hoodie I, I'm pretty sure that's probably what I was wearing when I was watching it. And my parents were probably eating dinner and I was eating my food in the living room watching the show. Yes, yes. It definitely was something that would come on. We would eat a little bit um, later. Uh, but it was always, I remember my memory was always that it was on while my mom was like cooking dinner or like, you know, preparing dinner. So she could always kind of like see what was going on. And I remember her just seeing um jay alexander and being like who is that <laughs> and me being like i don't know but she's kind of fierce she's so fierce i love miss jay so much yes and i'm just like that was such an amazing thing for uh, just a great example for us as like young queer people to see somebody, to see this queer person get up in some heels in a really short t-shirt, you know, with some little little panties on and strut their stuff on the runway and be someone that the girls are taught that they need to look up to and emulate in order to be successful as a runway um, model. So definitely uh, got some mad love for uh, Jay Alexander. So, okay. Since you are a fan of the show, let's just like pick your brain a little bit uh, uh, about on the Top Model franchise. So right now we're talking all things season one. 
And I wanted to know, what are some of your favorite standout moments from season one of America's Next Top Model? Um, I love the episode where they did the snake photo shoots. Yes. I think yes. that was, I remember watching that episode and being like, look at this makeup. I've never seen anything like this. Cause they were doing like the wild avant-garde makeup uh-huh. and like mm-hmm. Shannon had like the gold leaf mm-hmm. and then they threw snakes in there. I was done. Cause it's so beautiful. Yes. Those are some of my favorite photo shoots. I mean, honestly, so, so glam. And I think it was nice because at this point in the photo shoot, all we had seen uh, were the girls doing bikinis and swimsuits, you know, it was like the rooftop and then like the stuff magazine shoot. So at this time, you know, we're seeing something that is creative, that isn't um, completely geared toward the male gaze. And so we're just seeing like beauty. We're seeing creativity. And I'm like, and also I'm just like, at that point, it was just all like wrapping a snake around yourself was hot because we had Britney Spears, you know, doing Absolutely. her little albino python moment at the VMA. So I I fully agree with you. I was um, telling them Elise's photograph with the little white snake and the twiggy like bottom lashes. Um, I actually um, went to the website and printed that photo out um, and cut cut it out and had it up in my my locker. And as the like season progressed, and there's more photo shoots that you could like go and take these photos, you know, from their website. Like, and I ran out of room. I would like eventually kind of have to like eliminate girls from my my locker and only have like the top top photos of the weeks throughout the competition. So, you had your own elimination board. <laughs> I I really did, and it was tough because I was just all like, oh, I wish I could have all you girls in my locker room, but unfortunately, this week, Robin, you have to go. You know? Did you have a, Did you have a favorite contestant from season one? I mean, I was always Team Adrian. Mm-hmm. Like, Passion. She was just perfect for me, like that tomboy trailer trash. I and then like done up into such a gorgeous model. Her body, <laughs> like, and they they talked about her body almost being too strong, and I never understood that because like I thought her body was like the body. Yeah, like it absolutely. was it was curved in all the right places. Mm-hmm. I, I I love her body. But she I, had boobies, you know, and all she those had the, those eyes. The eyes were so dark mm-hmm. and like so sultry. Yes. yes. Um, and also, I mean, I was rooting for Adrian. Her being from Joliet, Illinois. I'm from Plainfield, which is like the, their neighbors. You know, okay. Like Louis Joliet Mall. Like that's the mall that we would go and hang out with when. You, not hang out with you know <laughs> well if you didn't have friends like me you would be hanging out with the mall <laughs> instead of at the mall um, but yeah isn't kizzy from lil rock where yes, you're she from? is she i is. remember you telling me about that when we were once upon a time in my car yep she is she is one of the one of the arkansas divas and danielle from what is it yes. cycle six. five six yeah she's from arkansas and, yes. she, and they had two girls um, on Cycle Five. They had or six. They had Danielle and Feranda. <gasps> Feranda from Stuttgart, Arkansas. Oh my gosh! Yes, I, I met. What you know? See now, I have to go and be like, what is Feranda up to? These I, I, days, let me tell you, know? you Miss Feranda yes. is. Um, <laughs> she is an instructor at the law school, the local law school in Little Rock. Okay, come through. You, yep. And actually, you know what? I remember uh, Feranda saying 
when because um, they had like a photo shoot about like their aspirations outside of modeling and she said she wanted to be a social justice uh attorney and yep. i love that she works at a lot you you, you you go for Rhonda. Yep. I'm, you better get it, girl. I'm so proud of you. Shit. See, look, Time Model Girls out here doing big things, doing big things, you know, changing the world. We need a Where Are They Now? Like, we need a Where Are They Now fan fave moment. I can't wait to get there. I'm just all like, because, yeah, we obviously need to catch up with, like, all of the fan faves, all of the girls. Damn, I didn't realize that uh, Arkansas had so many iconic, uh, uh, I almost said drag race. See, I get confused sometimes. Uh, top model <laughs> contestants. <laughs> I'm like, we're so similar in so many ways. I have to like constantly remind myself. I'm like, they're not Well, the I mean, it wasn't that Roos thing. Like didn't, when he came, when he started the show, he wanted to be a mix of top model and um, Project Runway. Project Runway, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know? I think he did a great job. <laughs> Absolutely, because you know we got the we got the love child of two really successful reality television show competitions about you know all things fashion and and eleganza and drama and, and all runways. Girl, runways. I wish we got. I mean, we got some 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 comprehensive runway training in the beginning um which was cute but i feel like they really did start pushing the girls and doing crazy stuff on the runways until like much later they had it so easy on season one season one was definitely like this is how to build a portfolio kind of season which you know i can appreciate because we got the natural drama with the girls but um yeah things definitely don't start getting juicy until a bit later we definitely lucked out at least by getting some extreme beauty with those their budget was definitely questionable on the first season (laughs) um yeah and it becomes even more questionable when we get into the paris trip which is what we'll be talking about on this because you know the girls the bedroom the living situation i'm like they definitely wanted to make the girls be like oh yeah this is how top models live they live in cramped quarters um but I don't know. It was like, how how is it that you guys have only three beds, okay, and like an air mattress? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, to me, that just sounds like y'all were like, let's just keep it on budge, but find a way to make it a challenge, you know? So we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Paris trip when we come right back. So we are back and let's dive into some of the Paris photo shoots and the drama. So the girls get to Paris and have lunch with Tyra and she explains why she brought them to Paris and how Paris Fashion Week launched Tyra's career. The girls get the Tyra mail for their first photo shoot in France and when they arrive they find out that they're doing a photo shoot for Wonderbra next to the Eiffel Tower with Michael Hadid. Grant, do you remember this? Do you remember this photo shoot, the little lingerie? Absolutely, yes. I remember Uh, that male model very well. Yes, Brad (laughs) Pinkerton. I, um, I, because, you know, good old um, Shannon, he was her male model crush. She made it very clear from the beginning. She brought her little magazine pictures and cutouts 
His favorite book was the Bible, even though his favorite movie was Boogie Nights. Um, and she was just absolutely smitten with him. <laughs> and uh, so, do you do guys? Do we think the producers did that on purpose? I like... was literally just about to ask that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the, all the all all the male models that we that you could find, and I'm just all like, he just happened to be in Paris at the same exact time. This like really cookie cutter Midwestern meat and potatoes corn fed. American male model just chilling out in Paris. He's the reason that girls had to stay in the hostel. (laughs) They had to to pay for his flights. (laughs) The girls are staying in the hostel. Right, Right, exactly. They had to pay for his flight in his hotel. They're all like, well, okay, ladies, you're going to have to share this room in this shady-ass hostel. And um, and I, I, okay, so this photo shoot in general, it's like clear that they're trying well it's clear that the photographer michael hadid wants to do something that feels like a little bit more editorial a little bit less um posy posy it's clear that he's kind of trying to like capture like these moments in between but i don't feel like it's like really explained that much to the girls you know um it's it's just kind of like him giving them like just like very random direction like he he felt that um shannon lacked confidence um which is kind of like okay yeah because she's nervous because she's in front of her 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 male model crush and now they're having to do this kind of like really intimate scenario and then you have elise who was absolutely praised by her look um by the photographer he said that he felt like she was very high fashion um during the panel, Elise says that she doesn't like the photo. And Janice tells Elise that, that she needs to work on her confidence. And Tyra defends her, saying that it's okay because she doesn't really like the photo either. Top model facts. Top model facts. And I find it really interesting because um, in watching the playback of this photo shoot, it's clear that the the, the photo that was chosen for... Elise was one that was taken in a very candid fashion at the end of the shoot. Um, Because when you watch her, when she walks into the room, um, the way that um, Glam had styled her hair was like in this very, very, very controlled, swoopy kind of 20s, Betty Boop, like so cute, so structured. And then you see it in like the final picture and it's very tussled you know it's like they ran their fingers through it like you know this is after the throes of passion you know of 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 being with this male model in front of the eiffel tower whatever whatever um and then kizzy's photo it was just not the tea i don't know what it's just like you can't see her neck you can't see her face and um i i it's like (laughs) I, 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 yeah, I don't really know what she herself could have done because, you know, it's she was doing what was being told of her to do. It's just the photos from this, this photo shoot in general were all pretty odd. Like, they're all just kind of like, what? Like, Adrian, she got praised from the photographer. He loved her confidence, but everyone hated how overtly sexual her image was because, you know, she kind of has her leg hooked around the male model, her thumbs, and his underwear, you know, kind of like 
about to bite and nibble on his ear. Adrian was like, yeah, I'm ready to be a hoe for this. So she said, I know what's this. Because the thing about Adrian's photo too, um, where's the wonder bra? You know, like where are the under, I'm looking at an oiled up male model's back. I'm like, this doesn't even sell the underwear at all. I'm like, who even chose this photo to be quote unquote, her best, her best photo, you know? Um, Honestly, Elisa's is the only photo that works because it's the only one that shows the product. Why'd you do that, Tyra? Good, good, good for that. Oh, oh my God. And I, for, I, I completely even forgot about Robin's photo. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I love how uh, the judges are all like, you know, it looks like you have an attitude this photo that you hate this model. And I'm like, this almost seems like they were doing a test shot and they're both just like gazing out the window, like waiting to like actually start, start the shoot is kind of what it seems. Why do you think that the pictures, I mean, I know that it's a TV show, right? But why do you think they pick some of these photos for these girls? Was it sabotage? Grant, what do you think? I mean, I, th- I definitely think there was some production going on back here. Um, I, I mean, the the pictures were supposed to be like more like in, in the moment, they're supposed to be more like the life photography, I think. Um, I think, but when you're doing that with such like not developed models, it's, yeah. it gets, you, you get some of these moments. Uh, I, these are some of the worst pictures, I think. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look at them. I'm just like, the crops are really weird. You know, it's just all like, when you, when you really dissect like the photos, they're just really bizarre. It's like, I, what is the story behind it? You know, what are we supposed to feel when we look at these images other than confusion? Confusion is is the word of the day for these photos, <laughs> for sure. And it's it's lame that they critique Shannon and her confidence because she's like a virgin and they threw her up against this man that she clearly has a crush on. And then they're like, let's put a um, Parisian photographer who's going to be giving you direction in a way that you may not fully understand as well as a reality television crew. And it's like, when you think about this probably what this room looked like you probably had this 18 year old young woman in her bra and panties by herself in a room full of men full of them you know and it's like when you throw somebody from ohio who's conservative and christian into these types of environments like there's definitely obviously going to be like a period of her just like trying to like a shyness yeah like 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 you're going to be shy in that situation exactly and it's just i feel like it's just really easy for kind of like producers and men in those situations to be like oh well like why is she just shy and you're like um excuse me sir how about you put on a bra and a thong (laughs) and stand there and have a whole room of like adult and middle-aged men stare at you (laughs) how do you feel um and robin looks like she does in the rest of the episodes for me like that's how she anytime she gets near a man that's her 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 automatic go-to it's just right she's like arms crossed do not touch me do not talk to me um the hair is a choice too for these girls that they were doing with this style. It's all it, it was all, you know. I'm like, did Wonderbra even use the like because I'm no. really just like there's like you know what I'm saying? It's like you're doing these the shoot for 
this brand. And like, I think about like the seasons that come after and Tyra talks about like how important it is to like really be able to like please the client. I'm just all like, if Wonder Bra was your client and this is what you brought them, like, would do you think that they would be happy? Like, this is what would be best to showcase their product. <laughs> it looks like they're selling like um, the hotel room, like the view from the hotel room. <laughs> Girl, the part <laughs> that, the, that bugs me the most about Robin's photo is the fucking curtains. Those <laughs> ugly, those yellow, orangey, lime, Kelly green, like I, the terrible. Absolutely terrible. If these are their best pictures, I would just hate to see what the worst ones look like. Amen, girl. <laughs> okay, so so after the shoot and before a panel, the girls have to do their uh, very first go sees, and um, these go sees are super important in the modeling world, as you know, because it's a chance for you to, you know, meet with potential clients, show your stuff, and, you know, hopefully get cast and start getting some bookings, you know. Tyra obviously had a very successful, you know, um, first time in Paris. Her ghosties were obviously bankable because she booked the show. So, um, Grant, what do you remember about... um, go sees from like top model like what 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 would you say would be your most memorable go see experience from top model huh the go see challenges always are so weird to me because mm-hmm. it it feels very set up almost <laughs> to where i can't feel like there's any kind of like actual realism going on like these girls fighting to get in line to line up at this certain fashion house that's going to be open from this hour to this hour and then like not being able to get around in most places uh-huh. and like i what i on this season when robin is like using her feminine wiles to like get how to get around <laughs> i was all for that that would have been me that would have been me right it's like Right, fiddly, fiddly D, can you show me how to get here? Oh, right. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm just like a. I don't know how to get where I'm going. I'm just a girl. Um, literally, my friend, my really close friend, Tiger Lily, she um does that all the time. Like she'll be off places and she'll she'll be like, "Damn, I need some help," and she'll just kind of like kind of purse her little lips and bat her eye. She said one time she got a man at the um gas station. I thought he was being cute to literally vacuum out the inside of her entire car. (laughs) Because she literally said she looked at him. She's like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I'm just a girl. (laughs) And I was just like, you better. (laughs) You better. (laughs) And I was like, that was Robin. (laughs) Yeah. Use what you got, honey, because that's how you play the game. Um, but yes, no, I definitely probably would have done the same, but like, excuse me, like, let me get like a little bit of like help in the situation. I would have to say though, um, one of my favorite go see memories from top model would have to be cycle seven, cycle seven. Yes. With, um, Brittany when they're in Australia, that was the season Jasmine one. And Brittany tells the her cab driver, hey, I'm going to meet you back here. 
and in her memory, her recollection to well, <laughs> her recollection back here was a different place besides exactly where he was because the man just stayed there. You know, like the cameras showed that her driver stayed there. She just got lost. She misses her, you know, the cutoff because they always have a strict cutoff for the girls. And she comes back, throws her her portfolio on the ground and is like fucking swearing. Poor little Russian um, Natasha Natasha. is trying to calm her down. And she she screams at her like, I don't want to fucking go down. Like while they're trying to talk to the girls and 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 to the point that uh, Priscilla from Priscilla's management, you know, who if you watch Australia's Top Model, that becomes that's like their Wilhelmina. That's the the agency that they all want to be with. Priscilla, she comes out and she's like, um, excuse me, uh, could you please um be quiet? We're trying to deliver in here, and then Natasha hits her with the. Really great, humbling, grounding advice of being like, you know what? Some people have war in their countries. <laughs> I was like, yep, good old Natasha. And I feel like that's even what um, later on led to Kourtney Kardashian telling Kim K that, Kim, there are people, people dying. dying. <laughs> you know. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break and then when we come back, we're going to dive into some more of the nitty gritty from these ghost scenes because there's some shit. So we are back. It's your girl, Shea Coulee, Maxwell Esposito, and our friend Grant Vanderbilt from House of Avalon. And we are talking about the ghosties from season one, cycle one of America's Next Top Model. So uh, just going down the girls' performances in this first ghostie challenge in Paris, um, we have Elise who made it to all of her ghosties, and she was described as nice and friendly, and the designers really liked the way that she looked, you know? Um, I think this is uh, great for Elise, because up until this point in the competition, everyone was talking about how they felt that she was too thin and too pale, and Janice Dickinson was just all like, oh, you wait till we get her into some high fashion houses. They'll eat this skinny, pale girl up. And, you know, they She was right. She was absolutely right. She was just all like, in Paris, they don't need to look healthy. They just got to fit the clothes. So Shannon also made all the go-sees, but she was described as being too obvious, which, um, damn. Like, obviously that means just too commercial, too plain, but, like, I... I, I've never had someone describe me as obvious, and I, I feel like... Um, that critique would probably really hurt my soul. It, it would like remove any feeling that I was special. Like I, I would be like, "Oh, you find me and my beauty obvious? Okay, well, I'll go fuck myself. Thank you." Um, and I mean, what's more Parisian than that, honestly? And I and I feel like what what a great great lesson for Shannon uh, you know I know she went in there with her big big bright smile with too many teeth in her mouth that uh, Janice Dickinson couldn't stand and they were probably thinking to themselves like stop smiling girl um, <clears throat> Adrian, she only made it to three of the ghosties because she got 
lost because she had never rode the subway and she got harassed and touched by a weird man in the street and it just like totally threw off he like touched her kind of tried to look up her skirt and um maxwell and i were talking about this earlier apparently maxwell said that um what was it she had done in interview saying that the cameraman uh didn't even try and help her yeah there was she was saying that there was a point where um like he kind of was following and Adrian was upset because the cameraman like didn't stop him because she was like, yeah, I get that this is your job. Like you're not supposed to interfere, but yeah, but like I'm this man is following me. Yeah. <laughs> in a um, country that I don't speak the language in, but. And I'm trying to do a challenge and I really thought I earned enough brownie points when I crawled out of the hospital after having food poisoning. So if you guys could literally just do me a solid and tell this weird man to stop touching me and leave me alone so I could make it to my go-sees, that would be great. You know? He was wow. he was documentary. His documentary style. You can't. <laughs> that, that, and that's so crazy, right? And they're just like, we can't, you know, they're like, we can't get involved. You're all like, but... Um, help a human being out, I guess. I remember being a kid and being so, like, traumatized by that. I felt so bad for her because you could see that she was, like, gutted. Oh, it, yeah, it ruined was... the rest of her day for sure. <laughs> it, it, was, yeah. it, it, it messed her up. And, I mean, as it should, like, if you're you're already in a strange place, you don't know the language, and, the, and then you have to deal with some strange man fucking with you, like, yeah. that's, like that's terrible. Yeah, and it's just all like, and how do you even go into a ghost seat like that and be like super personable and likable and hireable? They're all like, how was your day? It's like, I got fucking fondled in the street. <laughs> That's how my day was. <laughs> but yeah, no, I wear a size 11 shoe and I can wear anywhere between a zero and a two in a dress. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> The life of a top model. But speaking of the life of a top model, I felt like Kissy, uh, her and Robin definitely were like, I felt like they were getting what was what was going on because Kessie, even though she only made it to three of the ghosties because she lost track of time, it didn't matter because she went shopping. Like, I love how she was just all like, damn, I know this is like a competition. I know I should be making these meetings, but I'm not. So I might as well just shop about it. She's like, you're only going to be in Paris this one time, girl. You don't know when you're going to be back. So like, That's right. She's like, let's go shop at all the Champs-Élysées. You know, let's get some fancy perfume. Let's get some boots. Let's get some clothes. And Robin kind of did the same thing. She made it to all the ghosties. Um, but she was ridiculed because she had her, her male escort friend that she used to help her get around. And the judges felt a certain type of way about that. And honestly, um, I'm like, why are y'all mad? Because she was clever. Well, I mean, like all the other girls like try to ask for directions. And Robert's like, that's what I'm saying. You know, so if you, if you can't ask for help, you need to let the girls know that, you know, it is up to you to figure this out on your own, you know, but I, I'm, Look, I lived. I I, I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, because then it's so funny because the 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 very next season they pair the girls up with cute little Italian boys to take them around to all of their go sees, and we know how that 
goes. Juicy. Da, da, da. You had sex? Um, <laughs> like, I, oh gosh, I don't even think that uh, Shandy's boyfriend even understands how many times uh, that is quoted in Maison Coulee. Just like that exact <laughs> inflection, everything. Like, so, 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 so iconic. Um, Tyra really loves to use Top Model as an opportunity to brand. And she was really setting the groundwork right here on season one. So Tyra sets the scene by letting us know that she has been photographed by every major photographer and has taken pointers from everyone. So she thinks that she should shoot the girls and look at them through her lens, you know, and see how they connect with the photographer. So Tyra messes up their hair, throws on some some smeared black eye makeup, you know, a little bit of Vaseline, some highlighter, takes them out onto to, to the balcony and starts to photograph them. Now, a top model secret is that the judges don't critique these photos, um, but on an IG Live, Jay Manuel said that when these photos were brought up, Janice yelled, Who shot these? These are horrible. Yes. Yes. I um, like these pictures. I feel like they're better than the Wonder Bras. I, hello. Thank you. <laughs> like, Adrian's specifically is like really stunned because Tyra very much so captured that doing this, that highlight on the cheek and like the little brown bone. Um, I think Elise's is beautiful as well. Um, Robin and Shannon's are all right. Uh, Robin is a little bit out of focus. Uh, but you know, that'd be happening sometimes, you know, I don't know if they had autofocus on the cameras. Um, That also just might be my screenshot, but, um, that's okay. Adrian is breathtaking. That is a gorgeous shot for her. Absolutely. Something she could have put in her book for sure. Absolutely. You know, um, and so after the, doing this little, this, this beauty moment, um, they have the iconic Serena Diamonds photo shoot. Now, the last moment of Paris is this iconic Serena Diamonds photo shoot where the girls arrive to the very popular Buddha bar in Paris, France, where they're asked to do a high fashion photo shoot for Serena Diamonds, all greased up and in the nude. Um, Uh, We all know that the religious girls in the group were not happy to know that this was going to be the challenge, whereas Adrian and Elise were fine with the challenge at hand. So, I question, although the photos are fierce, would you say that they're high fashion? This is magazine. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, um, I feel like the clothing budget for season one was really, really low. Because when you really go back at the photo shoots, you're like, where are the clothes? It, the 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 budget was low. The production was high, ha- handy-handed. Because uh-huh. it, it's like, let's set them up with a nude photo shoot. And we know we got two girls that are absolutely <laughs> not going to get naked. And we got two girls that absolutely will. And, yes. like, and, and, and it made for a very entertaining episode. Oh gosh, just like all the the discussions and the the coaxing in the bathroom of you know the Buddha bar, the Buddha lounge, 
<laughs> whatever. <laughs> it was, it's what gave us that very iconic moment with Robin where, you know, she's standing up and she's saying that she's not going to do the photo shoot. And she's just like, my grandma says, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. <laughs> And so if I might be eliminated tonight, that is okay. And uh, we later on know that that is uh, what happened because we had what was a very interesting, interesting revelation uh, at panel. But before we get to that interesting revelation, let's talk about these photos real quick. Okay. Um, Adrian. The, the judges love her photo, but Kimora says that she feels like she's too buff, which is, yeah, I, I It know. blows my mind. I'm looking, I see her rib cage. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, You're like, buff where? Where? <laughs> it's like, it's so crazy because like, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't understand why, like, having a sense of athleticism and tone to your muscles and strength. I feel like strength is admirable. Yeah, her body looks so gorgeous right here. She's She's got the tiniest little nipped-in waist, but she still yeah. has a butt. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, everything about... Adrian's photo, I really, really like. I like the messy, nasty hair. I like like the the black paint, the mm-hmm. oil. The only thing I would have done is if she's gonna have such a huge hand moment, she needs a nail. She uh, needed a yeah. nail in this. If yeah. she would have had a black nail in this, I would have been gooped and gagged. That would have what that would have been what took it and made to it to the high next fashion. level. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't high fashion because there wasn't a nail. These little and, nubby, these little nubby fingers—they aren't—they aren't selling nobody nothing. And especially like now that I'm like looking closer, leaning in, looking at the image, it's like her hand is the featured part because they have the diamond necklace kind of like draped over, hanging off her hand. And um, yeah, it would have been nice to have like a really beautiful nail to elongate that hand like that. Um, She's. She said on an Instagram live, too, that she was, like, put in the middle of the bar. Like, Elise's photo shoot was, like, in the corner, and she was, like, in a pedestal, like, a giant pedestal in the middle of the restaurant, and it wasn't closed. Like, there were people, like, eat, like watching her, oh and she was, like, God. naked, like, with spread eagle in this restaurant <laughs> at, like, 18 years old. More top model facts. I hope you guys enjoy your cocktails. <laughs> Dinner and a show. Yeah, right. I mean, right. They're all like, is this the Buddha bar or is this the crazy horse? (laughs) Um, (laughs) We also got a photo from Miss Elise. The judges say that they feel like she looks um, more healthy, like she's of a healthier weight in the photo. And she says that she was very comfortable uh, shooting in the nude, which Janice uh, sees as a a mark of confidence on her part. And, um, you know, so obviously the conversation comes up with the other girls who chose not to do the shoot. Shannon says that she would never pose new, no matter what, no matter how much they paid her, which Janice, which Janice and Bo Lambaster on. Tyra says she doesn't pose nude either, but she would do simulated nude. You know, she says, I wear a G-string, and they retouch it out. Um, and Robin uh, gets confronted because Tyra basically says... Hey, Miss Ma'am, I feel like you're a hypocrite because when we were at the Couture House, I saw something that I that 
shocked the hell out of me. She's like, you exposed your breastuses to Jay. And Robin's like, no, 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 Tyra. Like, it wasn't like that. She was just all like, I said Miss Jay because he saw me and I was changing. She's like, no, Robin, you were shaking them and those boobies were going all around and up and down. Like, I will never forget. Tyra giving us the visual description of Robin's boobies bouncing all around and up and why'd you do that Tyra and as a result after being successfully slut shamed she's sent home womp womp poor Robin um what did you what did you feel about that when you saw that on uh TV Grant the whole uh exposing of Robin I I laughed, of course, but it's also funny because it's just like, like, of course, this like heavy Bible thumping Christian who's like literally got her Bible out and she's she's riding around the cars and she doesn't want to talk to the men. So she's going to read her Bible and just constantly talking about the Christianity side of it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, she's going to be the one who's going to get naked (laughs) and just not take a picture, but she's going to shake her titties. It's just... It's par for the course when it comes to to, to the to that whole land there for me. <laughs> yes, no, it's it's it's, it's perfect. Um, gosh, there's so many amazing iconic moments from that Paris trip, and I'm 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 glad that we got a chance to sit down and talk about a majority of them. That is actually it for today's episode. Thank you so much, Grant. Did you enjoy yourself? I had so much fun. I can talk about Top Model all day long. So let's get into it. I want to come back for some of the later seasons when we get to the the real juicy juice. The real juicy, juicy Mm juice. Look, look, we could just like, we could just start a little notebook and you can just start (laughs) plugging in your favorite episodes, (laughs) seasons, and we'll just, we'll, 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 we'll have you on the line, girl. We'll give you a call. Tell the, Tell the listeners where they can find you. Um, the listeners can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Grant Vanderbilt, all one word. And if you guys do Twitch, we're on the House of Avalon TV Twitch. So come check us out over there. We're having so much fun. We're on almost every day of the week. So there's yes. always something going down. Thanks for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for me, Maxwell, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. That's beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And as always, the question remains Wanna, wanna Be, be on, on Top? Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any of the show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Want to Be On Top? Forever! Dog. To listen to Want to Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top 
five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 